Welcome back to series two. Can't believe I'm saying it. Me neither. Can't believe they recommissioned this. Series two of I'm Okay Though. Yeah. A podcast about mental health, therapy, well-being, all the good things. All the good things. Um, with myself, Owen Cutts. I'm a songwriter, producer, and with yourself... Myself, Jodie Karras, therapist, founder of Cellspace, and coach. I am actually amazed... Look, I'm gonna, I wanted to say I'm amazed we're here for season two, but I'm also kind of not. True. I think there is something quite everyday about us. Yeah. Um, and just sort of... Um, wanging on about nothing and everything ultimately yeah yeah um i guess that's sort of like our mission really isn't it is to sort of like make sure that there's a voice out there that is sort of normalizing uh having mental health issues going to therapy not quite feeling uh, 100% 100% not quite feeling like you're where you should be uh you know just tackling everyday issues that people might be having in silence. Totally. And I think there is something really... I mean, I don't know about you, but when I feel lonely or kind of a bit lost, I really gravitate towards people also talking about the similar things that I'm going through. And I think there is something quite grounding about it. And so when I listen back to the pods, as well as sort of cringing in the corner, <laughs> blushing, I also like I also kind of really resonated with our material. Like, oh yeah, of course I remember yeah. that. I was going through that or yeah. I really get that. And so I think there's something about about that in what we're talking about, don't you? Yeah, definitely. I often can't quite remember what I've said. And then Same. people say Oh, you know, you know, you were talking about this on the pod, and I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> what did I say in that episode? I can't quite remember." There's quite a lot of people who has suddenly come out of the woodwork asking about Owen Cuts. No way. Yeah, I think you've got quite a big fan group out there. Uh, quite a few women asking <laughs> about Owen Cuts. I'm in love with Owen Cuts. You don't actually know him. Um, That's not which, true. Oh, it is That's so not true. true. Oh my goodness, you should have seen my inbox. I'm I'm going like, red. Am yeah. I going red? You are going red. <laughs> and that's what I really love about you is this idea that really. And um, so so there you go. There's wow. a bonus there to the pod, which is that. Well, You've got an enormous fan club out there, Owen Cuts. <laughs> I would. Uh, the thing is, though, do you know what I'd say to that is because of my job and because I've done a podcast before, but... We record them in these rooms, right? Yeah. And I record songs in studios and they often don't have windows and it's a very sort of cut off Mm. experience. Isolated. Isolated experience that I've struggled to um, picture it being released, Mm. being out there, Mm, people listening to it. I have it with songs. I have it with podcasts. I'm like... Is that... Because the environment you create for that stuff is quite intimate with the group of people you're with. I think so. So the idea that that crosses over or the idea that other people might have an opinion or a view on you 
all resonate with you or feel connected to you is probably quite disjointed from the experience of what's happening. Yeah, definitely. And 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 the the environment you do it in is often very it's it's often like a closed circuit. Yeah. So it's just like you I don't know, you write a song in a day with someone that you that you, re- you get really close with really quickly and then and then it's not like that song comes out the next day. Yeah, it can be months. It or can be year. months or years yeah. before it comes out, and then it, it comes out, and then you're sort of like, I mean, I always do a little post about it, but after that post, I genuinely move on a little bit. I do, ha- I do check out the numbers, see yeah. how it's doing. In the first few weeks, I check. There's a few things I check to see how it's been received. Yeah, but then I forget about then, yeah, it yeah then i forget about it and i bet i think that's why i like that would shock me a little bit that people would be sort of people would have fallen in love with you no <laughs> <laughs> i strongly don't think that's happening strongly i, I strongly, strongly disagree i strongly disagree but, but i think there's you know i today's episode is is really um kind of in fact i don't even know how to say it that's that's how much um yeah uh, it, we're resonating with the theme which is none of us really know what we're doing no and i think i wonder if there's a bit of that in what you're talking about which is i i also have that like when i read i do quite a lot of kind of press stuff around mental health yeah and sometimes i'll read something and i'll be like oh that's not that's good and then i'll be like oh i said that <laughs> really? and and there's something i think i i I wonder if there is something in that, which is we're kind of quite immediate. Like I thought we were talking about this pod, right? And this idea that we're kind of blundering into the second season, not really knowing what we're doing. And I I think that isn't unique to you and I. No, I don't think it's unique to you and I, but I also, I don't think it's unique to, how do I say this? I think it's quite a unique way of doing things. Way of approaching. Yeah, and I think it's like <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather blunder into something because that's realistic. Mm. I'd rather like do a podcast where the first episode of series 2 is us being like <laughs> we don't quite know what we're doing <laughs> because I think that's quite realistic. Yeah. And I think that's quite like I never really want to be a part of something that's kind of like shiny and glossy and rehearsed. Because it's not truthful. It's yeah. not how we really are as humans, yeah. right? Like if I rehearse what I've said four or five times, 10 times, 20 times, then I come in and I say it, I don't feel like that's really what I mean anymore. I won't say it how I mean it. So Yeah, it loses the feeling maybe, the attachment to the feeling. Yeah. But do you think, because I think this is a big theme, this idea that we believe that other people really do know what they're doing and they've got their shit together. That, I think. is, uh, And I wonder if you... Because I know that's an enormous contributor to poor mental health, actually. This idea, you know, and we talked a bit about it in season one, but this this idea that we're we're not as good as other people yeah. or we're minimised or we're kind of, yeah. you know, we lose our confidence. And I wonder if you notice that quite a lot in your industry, this idea that other people seem to know what they're doing. And I, I don't think you don't know what you're doing. No. I think you do, but maybe it's about something about the realistic approach to how we arrive in the present as opposed to feeling distracted about where we're not getting to or how we're underdeveloping yeah. or delivering or whatever yeah. you want to say. Well, what I think is I always say that my job 
moves very quickly. Mm. So in my job, you can be like on top of the world and you can be the most talked about thing. And then suddenly something happens or like maybe a few weeks go past and then it's on to some someone else is being talked about or something new's happened or a record that you did two weeks ago doesn't matter because that artist's released something new out of the blue and you know I always feel like I don't have enough time to enjoy uh the wins mm. because I'm because I'm because I'm chasing the next win yeah and I actually think that that's not job specific I think I say it's my job I think it's like, oh yeah, my yeah, my industry moves so quickly that you know. But I actually just think that's life. That everything's kind of moving fast. I think life moves so fast, yeah, that you don't get the opportunities to enjoy the good times, enjoy the wins, yeah, and you. Before you know it, you're chasing again, chasing, and the chasing next thing. is a horrible. Feeling. Yeah, because then you're constantly out of breath. You're never very present. I think there's something about being present. And and we we did have a kind of loose plan on a scrap of paper. And one of those things we were going to kind of talk about was what's real for you right now. Kind of what's happening for you in terms yeah. of mental health and 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 how you're doing. And I wonder yeah. if that's a bit. I wonder if that's quite present for you because you mentioned very present. It. Yeah, I I felt very like like I'm. Like I'm chasing, like I'm back in the race, like I'm like, you know, I don't know. It's it's this ascendance, right? So Jordan, my friend Jordan Stevens, right, he's a, such an amazing guy, and like he speaks at 100 miles an hour, and you kind of like uh, have to sort of like glean what you can, you know what I mean, from what from what he's saying. But once he said to me that that humans are like addicted to the ascendance mm. so like the journey up yeah is what we love when we actually get there we don't it's like an anticlimax we don't appreciate we don't it. appreciate it we're not there for long enough mm. because we because we want that that kind of like buzz of the ascendance again yeah so we want to ascend again so it's just like if you uh i mean uh, I don't know how to say it in a sort of like normal life way, but in like a work way for me, it'd be like you release a song. No, so you write a record, you're really excited about it. The label say they're going to put it out. So then the ascendance starts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's you're get this record ready. You, you know, everyone's excited about, you know, it hasn't come out yet. So yeah. you're in that sort of like pre-bubble of like, being like, oh, everyone loves it. It's been chosen to be really the single. does that really validate? Do you feel particularly confident? You feel amazing. Yeah, yeah. You feel amazing at that mm. point. You're just like, oh, I've smashed it. I've got, you know, you know. I don't really like see myself in a pool of. I should probably, but I don't really see myself in like, in the reality of the fact that I am competing against hundreds of other producers trying to get a record away on the same album. I, I've never managed to see myself that way, mm. but. I do, I do like it. Obviously, when a when a song that I've done gets picked to to be on a record or to be put out, and there begins the ascendance. You know, so you like, oh, your song's been chosen. Then you sort of like go through the mix mm. process, getting it right, and everyone's going back and forth on emails and giving pointers. Then a release date gets made, and then all the social media thing starts to happen, and you're like, oh, this is coming out. And then as soon as it comes out, it's like a massive anticlimax. Yeah, you're just like, oh. 
you know, no matter how it does, like if it does amazing or if it doesn't do whatever, it's because then you want it to chart. Okay, it's out. Let's see how it does in the chart. So then you've got a week of like, oh, let's see how it does in it. And then it chart. And then on the Friday, it will chart. And then you're like, oh, I want it to go gold or I want it to go platinum. I want it to. Do you so see what you I mean? keep pushing. But how do you find yourself in that then if you're thinking about how that contributes to your mental health? Because it's curious, isn't it, around this idea that the things that propel us forward, that's an external factor, right? So you have no control over that. If you... If you um, if you connect your sense of self or your confidence to what happens in the world outside of you, you put yourself in an incredibly vulnerable position. And we all yeah. do it. It's, it's human. It's like, yeah, that's high. Look how many likes I've got. Or this is going mm -hmm. well. Contributes to a feeling of feeling good. But then when you hit after, the word I keep thinking when you say ascending is a depression or the next thing, the drop, the kind of low. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you're very vulnerable to the outside world as opposed to what's happening within you. Yeah. And I wonder if you feel that, like the the kind of emotional roller coaster of it, which isn't just what's happening outside, but it's what's happening within you. Yeah. And the way I usually sort of like deal with it is, is I recently tried to like set my own scale of success. Mm. So if I set, a sort of like achievable goal for something and then if that goal is achieved then for me it's a success then I can't be told by anyone else that it that is a success or a failure so you make is the success then about the thing that you achieve outside or how you feel about the thing it's how I feel about the thing because I have to remind myself that I make music for a living and that was always the dream, you know, mm. like even if it was like five pound an hour or minimum wage or whatever, like I was always happy with the fact that I make music. Like, that's insane. Like how can I be paying the bills off of yeah, music? You know, it's, it's amazing. So there's a lot of that. It's a lot of sort of like, I had this, I have, I've got a friend called Fred uh, Cox, amazing producer, like one of the most talented people I know. And he sort of really changed it around for me. Um, he came to my studio and, and as soon as he got there he said oh no I'm, he looked at his phone and he was like I'm double booked I'm meant to be in East London my studio is in West London he said I'm meant to be in East London today and I was like dude if you've got to go to East London go go to he's like it's fine we work together all the time it's fine don't worry and he was like oh. he was like let me set let me check the setup of of the session in East London so he went off and he came back and he was like Oh well, the artist's there already, and there's a producer there already, and he's a producer and songwriter. So he was like, "So like me not being there isn't like affect. You know, they can still make a song, and I'm here now, and like, you know, maybe we should just do the the day here." And I was like, "Look, dude, whatever. If you need to go, go. If you want to stay, you know, wicked." And then he said, "Uh, he said, yeah, I think I'm gonna stay here," and he said. But I really hope they make a number one. It just won't be with me. And then he went and played the piano and went off and went. He didn't really think about what he'd said. But I was just like so dumbstruck by that way of thinking and that thought process of like, 
I really hope they write a number one. It just won't be with me. Mm. And and that was like that changed a lot for me. That 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 sentence because I think you can you can kind of like secretly you can you know social media obviously isn't isn't is has plays a massive part into this because you can actually watch now. Mm. other people succeed other people doing what they're doing or other people whatever whether it's true or false you are you can watch it and i think what he was basically saying was like when you see people in a situation that you feel like you should be in he 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 wants them to succeed like regardless of whether he's there or not mm. and i just thought that was such a sort of like beautiful way of looking at it like and maybe that kind of I guess I'm I'm just thinking about pulling it back to this idea of mental health and how we think about our feelings. There's yeah. something about the letting go in there, isn't there? Which is yeah. this idea that we there's something really soft about that, which doesn't make you brittle to the world and to everything that's happening. Which is how do we not just um, join what we imagine should be said which is oh i hope they're successful but really inside we're kind of dying or it's really painful but there's something about how do we arrive at a spot which means that we have not only an abundance for ourselves but we're able to generously give and i think there is something about this idea that you're talking about in what's going on for you which is you know what does validation actually mean and what does you know what do we need to um you know, what does it mean to have enough to be able to give over? And I was thinking, you know, what what's going on for me? And I'm in the middle of selling my house, which has been like 16 years in the process. And, you know, there's a, there's a deep amount of letting go in that and, and a bit of heartbreak in what that has symbolized for me. But how, how do I let go with grace as opposed to holding on in a way that's going to rob me of my own joy or my own sense of self, my own validation. Mm -hmm. And it isn't an easy place to come to, right? It's a kind of edge which is this is really painful and I want to be able to hold on, but yeah. I also need to be able to let go. So this is the house that you raised your kids in? The house I raised my kids in that I have with my ex-husband that we've kept hold of and it's meant quite a lot and it's quite present for me at the moment. And I kind of, the idea of I need to be able to pay uh, respect to what's been and and really know with deeply that that's meant a lot yeah but also step into the newness of whatever else is happening yeah um and i think there's something in what you're saying which is around i took quite a lot of validation in from the idea of my marriage and my children and my home and the thing that i created and i think there is something in 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 everything we do about how do we give that enough respect but also be able to let it go when we need to yeah and i wonder if there's something about that in what you're saying too which is the letting go of that record that he's now not going to be involved in yeah i was just thinking when you when you were speaking then of like do you think there's a part of you selling the house and you in, in it going that that kind of like speaks to the side of us that thinks that like having a house and a family and everything is like oh that's a person that's got it all together they know what they're doing they know what they're doing and then now that that house is being sold 
what does that mean? How does it destabilize us? Yeah. And and for me, there was, you know, when I grew up in my family, there was a there was a lack of money kind of across the board. And, you know, having a house was something that other people did. And yeah. it wasn't something my family really did until until now, actually. And and I, my mum says that uh, while other children were kind of writing lists of Tamagotchis that they wanted, I had a list of M&S products that I wanted for my really? house, which include things like beige bath towels <laughs> and ironed bedspreads and stuff. And it wasn't because I didn't have anything, but that's what I had. Like in all yeah. my notebooks, I had lists for my house. Wow. So it meant a lot. It was kind of a symbol of security for me. Yeah. And I did. I bought my first house when I was 19. Wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, they were giving houses in Hackney away at that time, <laughs> to be fair. Right. But it it meant it was it, it, it somehow symbolized everything that I yeah. hadn't had the security that I didn't have. So I yeah. loaded quite a lot onto it. Yeah. And it looked to me like people that knew what they were doing, that's what they had. They had ironed yeah. bedspreads. So there's something quite powerful in me letting it go, actually, because yeah. it's not just about the house. It's yeah. also about that's not where I find my security now. Although yeah. I really do. Love houses and things like that. Yeah, but it, I, I'm able to let it go. I'm not. I'm not holding on in a way that I was before. Yeah. So I think that's a really good observation. And yeah, and kind of it, linking it to the theme we're talking about. I wonder. You know, I think a lot of people think that success is based on what other people are doing or what the trajectory of what we yeah. should be doing. Yeah. And I think really we're all just muddling through, don't you? Yeah. Because some of the most successful people I know are some of the unhappiest. I'm, yeah, so true. I'm and sure what is success anyway? Yeah. How do we? How do we? Yeah. How do we think about what success yeah. is for us? But what is this? What is this part of our brains that thinks that they that other people have it all wrapped up and they are oh, they've got it together and we don't? Because I'm sure don't doesn't everyone think that? I mean, I've I've not come across a person in my life that in their private moments has said to me do you know what i'm nailing this i'm absolutely <laughs> killing it out nailing here. This. i can't believe it i'm so amazing I'm, every every part of my life is completely together <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard that and if they did we might be saying are you okay okay though? mate yeah yeah oh, all right I'll, I'll have you i mean it's I, weird isn't it yeah because i think <sighs> I think we are all fragile beings. Look, I've had thousands of hours in the therapy room, like for myself and yeah. with clients at their most vulnerable. And and deep down, we're all really unsure. We're all really uncertain. The only thing we know is that we're going to die, and I don't right. mean to. I don't mean to say that in a kind of morbid way. Yeah. And this idea of what do we take to shore ourselves up for this life yeah you know there is and and you see people kind of grasping things like you know money houses jobs likes on social media these are the things we need to kind of shore ourselves up yeah. what we think we do in order to live and and i also think like a bit of envy is healthy do you i do explain I think envy or, look, you go envy at, kind of at the amplified emotion down closer, it's jealousy. Okay, I was just about to ask, what, 
what's the sort of what's your where do we go or envy and jealousy what's the difference there how is, do they there how is, do you I, the, well they are a little bit different but the way I understand it is if you imagine your emotions on a kind of wheel with you at the centre okay I like this so, so you're at the centre then we amplify the emotions out so imagine on the outside ring would be envy which is like a bigger broader sense of something which might be you know that dude over there in that 20 million pound house and I'm you know I'm envious of it but I'm not envious of it in a way that it really causes me pain oh so that so so the outer circle is it gets less as it goes out it gets less personal let's just say yes 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 so so okay uh, that makes sense so then and then and then it brings it closer which is jealousy which can be an incredibly difficult thing to manage which might be closer to you like uh, I'm jealous of uh, of a friend of mine who's who's doing the thing that I can't quite do. Then we go closer to ourselves, and what we actually have is an indicator that we're not re- we're not meeting our potential. Right. Something as opposed to what do they have that I don't. It's what am I not able to actualize in myself? Interesting. And that is incredibly painful because that is something we can do something about yeah and most of us don't want to be able to do that and what is that whatever it might be for you which is it might not be as broad as how we can get fixed on how am i going to be out there in the outer circle and the thing i'm envious about and i'm going to focus all my energy over there but i'm probably never going to get there yeah whereas actually this this small thing which might be you know i really need to say something that i'm not saying or i really i I really need to, um, I don't know, work on my physical health or I really yeah. need to spend some time wondering about myself and what I need to thrive yeah. or feel better. That's so in our control. Yeah. But we'd rather be out here envious of something we can't reach right. and feeling like paralyzed by it because somehow we're reassured by the fact we're never going to get there it's anyway. It's easier. It's easier to go, well, I'm never going to get there. And that's okay because not many people do. Right. Rather than this this thing I can control, which is really within me, that, knowing that I'm not doing something about that, now that's really fucking painful. Wow. That's how I understand it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is that, I mean, I guess that can be sort of, can you, as a therapist, can you identify that in a client before they can? Sometimes, yeah. I know, you know, I've had a client before who was really, really fixed on, um, and and I'm saying this without kind of breaking confidentiality because I wrote about it in the book. But, you know, um, politically, she was fi- she was really fixated with what was not happening happening politically because it was much easier for her to bear her distress over there and and rage and upset than actually to look at what was not working for herself interesting internally so we often kind of project these things out into the world yeah but i guess when i say that jealousy can be really healthy i think if we can look at it and internalize it as something as like a little indicator uh, engine or oil light has exactly come on exactly that exactly that and i've become really adept at you know we're talking about kind of what's real for you and you know in this letting go of the house thing i noticed that i sort of was as i was selling my house i start over here fantasizing on instagram about all oh, these houses and these people yeah. doing that 
oh, that's causing me a bit of pain. Okay, what do I need to restabilize myself right now? Yeah. So that I can use that information to kind of come back closer to myself and go, okay, I probably need to draw my friends closer or I need wow. to be surrounding myself with some things that nurture me. What are you jealous? Do you, do you get jealous or envious? I wonder. Do I get jealous? Yeah, I don't really get jealous. I'm not really a very a jealous kind of person. I have this thing where I'm like, do I want what you have? Yes. Would I? Do I wish that you'd never had it? No. Does that make sense? So, yeah, you don't want to wish anyone else kind of, you don't want to rob someone else. No, not at all. I'm or... like I'm I'm so when my friends win or when someone I know does well, I'm so happy for them because it feels like a win for all of us. Yeah. Cuz like wow. Like in this weird short little life, you did that. That's so cool. Yeah. You know. Would I like to do that? As well, yeah. <laughs> but not at the expense of them not doing it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know what that is. Is that envy? Maybe. It's not jealousy because I feel like jealousy has that forked tongued side of it where you're like, really I wish you didn't yeah. have that. I, don't, I think jealousy is more like, I wish that was me, not you. And it can rob us of relationships, jealousy. Like yeah. so, so sometimes when we can't confront the thing in ourselves, we'd rather eradicate that person. Yes. So let's make them a really bad person who doesn't deserve it and I don't like what they're saying. Yeah. I'm going to erase them from my yeah, life yeah, or whatever yeah. it is because my own sense of self is compromised here. Yeah. So I think jealousy, I heard actually on the opposite of that, I heard this gorgeous story. I went to see Air. I'd, have you seen it yet? The See story. What? The air oh no, at haven't. The no, no, no. I want anyway, to. and I was talking to someone about it, and they said, and I said, look, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck so amazing together, and they told me this little story, which was when they were both in Hollywood starting out, yeah. like just a, no money, like trying to survive. They shared a bank account, oh, wow. so when one of them won a job, the other one could eat. And I thought there was something so beautiful in that exchange, which yeah. is something about our allies and you know sometimes we're much better to bring the people or the thing that causes us pain closer yeah like can i talk to you about this this thing which is yeah. i'm finding it so hard that you're doing so well and i don't want you not to do well but it's really and yeah. there's something about creating intimacy in that and also yeah yeah cuz uh, no one does that right not no really we just that. tend to go well i'm not coming to that baby shower or i'm not going to come to that party yeah. engagement because that's causing me because i don't have yeah, that yeah, yeah. whereas whereas going can i just say i want yeah. to be there for you but i'm dying inside here yeah there's something about that that i think would help us all in terms of our mental health and how we address this idea of all of us unitedly don't always know what we're doing all of the time yeah. and that's perfectly okay and i'd say i'd probably say like 80 90 of the time if you were to say that to a friend then you'd probably be shocked at what they say yeah. back. Often it's like, like if you admit that, like I, you know, I'm really happy for you, but it's really hard for me to watch you have this success. Yeah. Often they're like, oh my god. Oh mate. Yeah. Come closer. Like come here. Like yeah. I didn't realize you were thinking that, and 
last year when you did it made exactly. me and you're like what oh my god or can i tell you about what a struggle it's been like it's not all what yeah, you yeah. see there's also yes. something about that and that is intimacy right and that's the kind of that is the opposite of this idea of us being alone in our struggle yeah suddenly we're together and we're shared yeah yeah that then um so in terms of like day to day feeling you know this feeling of everyone else has got their shit together and i don't what do you think people can be doing are there any are there any sort of like tips you could give or you know mm. I mean, look, there isn't any, you know, I say this all the time, I'm such a bore, but there's yeah. no kind of quick fix for all this stuff. But I think there are a few things you can do, which is like kind of tidying up your life a bit, which might be, I'm speaking to more and more people now who don't have social media. Yeah. And when I ask why, they say it because it contributes to my poor mental health more than it adds to the kind of gain of it. Yeah. I think if you are one of those people, really get into contact with that and give yourself a break yeah. from what's kind of causing you pain. Yeah. The other thing to do is to to speak about it, lean in, lean into people. I feel a bit lost. I don't I feel like I I'm not really sure what I'm doing right now and it might not be I notice when this happens for me, it often doesn't happen across all of the sectors of my life, but it might be I'm a bit lost over here in my relationships or work isn't feeling. They often happen in kind of silos for me, not yeah. everything. So kind of lean in to to talking about it, sharing I this is how I feel. I also think there's something really beautiful about asking other people, like how we turn up with vulnerability, which might sound like, Owen, you look like you've got your shit together. Do you and how? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Do you, though? Yeah. And how? Because there's something really amazingly liberating in that. I agree with that one. Yeah. That, that feels really helpful. The other thing is to kind of take a little bit of charge over the things that you can. You know, lists can be really helpful. You know, what what is it? I might not be able to to kind of reach that outer edge of what I what I think my success should look like or I think I'm going. Yeah. But what I can do is make sure that I get up and make my bed every day. Yeah. That I feel good about the clothes I'm wearing or yeah. my body or whatever these things are yeah. that you really have power and autonomy over. Yeah. So I kind of think bring it close and um yeah, the kind of softer, open, more open you are to others and yourself, the better. What would you say? I'm sure you've got some. I think, yeah, I think just having that conversation with the person that, like, if it is a person-to-person -person thing. I had a situation recently where I didn't feel good about a few things that had happened with me, me and a friend, but I also work with this friend. Mm -hmm. So we work together, but we're also friends. And... I viewed a few things he did as like not cool, mm. but I hadn't didn't say anything, so it sort of like built up festered. and festered. And then I couldn't enjoy any of his success or anything he was doing because I was like, still had this. I was like, yeah, but like, I don't understand why he did that. Like, mm. I don't get. And so, I kind of just, I just asked him. I just, no, I, I didn't ask him. I just said, hey, hey, dude. I feel like that was a bit shitty. Mm. Like, I know you might not have meant it to be, but, but and then, you know, he, what often happens when you confront someone like that is 
they a have absolutely no idea that you're <laughs> fuming about this thing, yeah, and b they feel abs- they're mortified mm. that they've made you feel a certain way. So it was almost like immediate, immediately felt better about everything, him, the situation. So my 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 tip would be just to like, it's really difficult, but just say it, talk just about just it. talk about it, just text them or say look mm, I mm. feel like you you did this da, da, da. Mm. and like often it won't it will be resolved really quickly I, I in my experience and also I think those challenges you know the ones we want to shy away from the micro encounters we have in our life whether it's that these are the things that help us grow yeah honestly because we come out of it going we were we all survived and i gained actually rather than internalizing it and kind of keeping it keeping it shut down yeah um so considering none of us really know what we're doing and we really didn't know what we were doing today i think we've managed to get through it haven't we i mean i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) most of the time i'm proud of us i'm I'm proud of us us. i'm proud of us um and next week we're going to be talking about new beginnings aren't we yeah on next the next episode we're going to be talking about um our thoughts feelings and you know the the challenges and joys of new beginnings yes so join us yes and we'll muddle our way through that one too <laughs> watch us struggle <laughs> yeah, join yeah. the struggle people yeah, yeah, yeah. join the struggle <laughs> that's the tagline i like it all right goodbye goodbye